0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What is happening to the Mets right now is nothing short of simply amazing. There is no way to categorize exactly what is happening. The severity of the injuries that they have gone through and they still sit in first place in the National League East. It's rather astounding and mind-boggling, to say the least. Last night, two more, and a scene that no one ever likes to see in baseball: Kevin Pillar taking a fastball to the face. He has multiple nasal fractures. Actually, walked off the field in his own on his own power, uh, which was kind of amazing to see. But Pillar is uh, going to see a specialist in Atlanta today to detail exactly what he has to go through, but obviously he's going to be sidelined for a while. He's been hit in the face before, but not to this extent, but to watch that last night, it was hard to watch. There's no question about it, but Kevin Pillar is a warrior, and he has been as big a part as anybody in the Mets' success thus far this season through their first 35 games. In addition, you had Taiwan Walker leave the game after three innings last night. He had some stiffness on his left side, as opposed to Jacob DeGrom having stiffness on his right side. But the starting pitchers are starting to drop like flies as well, and the Mets can't afford that. Taiwan Walker arguably has been the best pitcher best starting pitcher, anyway, that the Mets have had this year. Uh, He's been spot on. He was spot on last night, as a matter of fact, through the three innings that he pitched, but had to come out, and it was the smart thing to do. You could actually question why he was pitching at all after what DeGrom went through and then was eventually placed on the injured list trying to fight through some stiffness on his right side, and that didn't happen. He had the lat problem, obviously, but finally went on the injured list. Uh, just one after the other. It's uh, Like I said, it's mind-boggling to go through. You run down the injuries. It was the second straight game that the Mets have had two starters, basically, uh, leave the field. Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil in the same inning in the prior game both had to leave with hamstring problems. Uh, They're both on the injured list at this point in time. Brandon Nimmo has the finger problem. Uh, He went to Syracuse to rehab that. That didn't go well, so he came back with the team, and he's rehabbing that right now. It's probably going to be a little while longer for him, obviously. J.D. Davis, well, there's good news there because Davis will head to Syracuse today and start a rehab there. Hopefully that's going to go well. He has been swinging the bat you have Albert Almora Jr as well running into the fence. He's on the IL. He'll be sidelined for a while. Hopefully he can come back when the 10 days is up. And Luis Giorme, for that matter, you kind of forget about Giorme who was their super sub for a while. Giorme has uh, uh has got a problem um internally and he's going to uh he's going to be sidelined for a while as well but he's already eligible to come off the disabled list but has not been able to do so so uh that's another problem that they have you have names on this roster that I guess you didn't expect at this point in time Janesway Fargus has been really pleasant to watch in spring training he's a kid who had a cycle uh, back in I think it was 2019 and uh, uh, during spring training, a lot of fun to watch that day. Vargas has great speed and actually got his first major league hit last night to drive in a run, so uh, that was huge for them, G- gave him an insurance run lead in the game. You have Jake Hager who's here, pretty good hitter, but you know he's a guy that uh, obviously is kind of a 4 A's uh, sort of player, but he can play the outfield, can play the infield. It gives him some uh, flexibility, and the Mets need that right now, there's no question. Uh, you probably might see Malik Smith, who is not on the 40-man roster, but he is down at AAA. Brandon Drury is there as well. Drury is not on the 40-man roster. Uh, you're going to have somebody come up for Kevin Pillar. John Jay, veteran John Jay, was just DFA'd by the uh, Los Angeles Angels and uh, he's eligible. He has enough service time, obviously, to declare free agency, so if the Mets are interested, they could reach out for John Jay. We'll see what they do, but obviously they have to make a move for Pilar. And you're going to see some strange lineups, to say the least. You have Patrick who who is up here, who has uh, been a great story thus far. There's no question. Had a couple of RBIs before he ever had his first Major League hit and came up with his first Major League home run the other day. But what the Mets really need is for their veteran players like – Francisco Lindor, in particular, to get going. Dom Smith has, you know, kind of busted out of things uh, down in Atlanta uh, in the first game. So hopefully, maybe turning a corner there, you could use some power from Smith. Pete Alonso obviously has to pick it up at this point in time. The Mets need their veteran players to kind of step in right now. It was a big hit for James McCann last night. McCann has been struggling, been around the Mendoza line most of the season. But came up with a big pinch hit last night after Tomas Nito, who has been a pleasant surprise. Now, Nito hasn't hit much for average, but anytime he's been in there, he's usually done something in a game when he started to make you take notice. And that's good. And and Nito, I think, has been a much improved offensive player, has a lot more confidence at the plate. Uh, he's obviously an accomplished defensive catcher. So, you know, he's he's going to contribute right now. And as a matter of fact, I th- Luis Rojas said the other day that, you know, there's a very good possibility that Nito may cut into McCann's playing time a little bit, and that says a lot because McCann has really studied this pitching staff. He has not done much offensively, as I mentioned, but uh, he's done tremendous work on the other side of the ball, handling the pitching staff, keeping them uh, set, keeping them in order. Getting them focused on the mound, preparing them for the game. McCann has been worth his weight in gold in in that category. Hopefully, he can pick it up a little bit offensively. But Nito may give you uh, some offensive punch as well too. You don't expect that from Tomas Nito, but what he's shown so far has been an improvement. Uh, Jose Peraza, Jonathan VR, those are guys that you expected to see occasionally. Well, you've been seeing an awful lot. VR has been a revelation, and Peraza has been okay too. He can play the infield, play the outfield, and uh, has. Had a couple of big hits and has played some pretty good defense too. But the Mets pitching right now, I think you have to be concerned about that. You hope to get Jacob DeGrom back on Friday. He can come back on Friday to pitch against the Marlins. That's after the day off on Thursday. Whether he will or not, well, that depends. He threw off the slope yesterday. He's supposed to throw a bullpen today. We'll see how that goes. It was kind of a touch and feel outing yesterday. Uh, I think you have to be careful with DeGrom, obviously, because when you get him back into the rotation, you want him to stay there, especially with all the injuries they have. But it would be nice to have Him back on Friday. Walker, my assumption, probably going to the injured list. He says that he may be able to fight through this, so we shall see what happens. But uh, listen, the Mets are in a quandary right now as to where to get some healthy bodies out on the field and on the mound. But the fact that they are 19-16, and I guess, speaks more to the National League East than it does to maybe how well they've played. They had a seven-game win streak, then they were swept in Tampa Bay. They got a big win and a crucial win, I thought, last night in Atlanta, taking the first of the series from the Braves. We'll see how the rest of the series goes, but... The Mets, listen, give them credit. They played fewer games than anybody in the major leagues, and they have games to make up. But at the same time, when you expect them to totally fold, they have not done so. I think that's a credit to Luis Rojas and the way he has managed this team. He has a steady presence. Uh, He never gets too emotional about anything. He never gets too high, never gets too low. And I think that reflects very well on the team. They've been through an awful lot here like I said, through the first 35 games. But they haven't really shown that on the field, and they certainly haven't come anywhere near collapsing. So I think that's a great credit to them. We'll see if they can pick it up from here. Uh, We'll see what they do with all these injuries and when they can get some of these people back. They did get some good news on Seth Lugo and Noah Syndergaard. Lugo is going to go down to St. Lucie today, and he'll begin his rehab, and Syndergaard is actually going to pitch tomorrow. He'll begin his rehab as well. He's still on schedule for around the All-Star break or so. Lugo is on the 60-day injured list. He can't come back until the end of this month. But again, if you get him for the beginning of June, that's fine. If you can get Syndergaard sometime in July, that's going to be a big plus as well too. We'll see how the Mets kind of uh, get through this, but they're getting through it pretty good right now, and it's good to see. Uh, You give a lot of credit to this team on their guts and desire right now and their stick-to-itiveness. It's really made a difference, and it's put them at the top of the NL East, which is, I think, a surprise to everybody.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.